0: So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most
0: fun ever at
1: chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary, DGW, prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com dot com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. And we're live. Hello. Hi everyone. Here we're
1: we back are again. Show number seven of eight. It's it's hard to believe that tonight is the last one of the tour very 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 sad
2: i know it's really sad we were talking before but i think trey's gonna be the saddest
1: yeah i you know what i i think you know we we knew that everybody in in goose and you know was gonna be so happy to be on this tour you know touring with trey is huge for them but yeah it's it's really blown me away obviously we know how much Trey loves playing music with anybody and, you know, how much fun he would have, it was going to have. But I think it's exceeded my expectations, how much fun he's visibly been having, you know, learning how to play with them. And, you know, now, you know, seeing, seeing some pictures coming out yesterday of like, you know, him, it it looked like he was showing Rick his way around, like the, the Mesa boogie amp, like, you know, yeah that just, was
2: so cute like looking at the manual together like, yeah this is really <laughs> adorable this is just adorable yeah
1: it was adorable
0: that's like
3: yeah. the I exact know. word i was going to use it i really I, I do love that picture um just because i i feel like it is representative of everything about this tour right and yeah. in a lot of ways this is goose learning how to be a bigger band which is their second go-around of doing this right they did it with pigeons before like right before the pandemic and, and, you know, they learned how to be like kind of that mid-sized band where they were playing like a couple thousand people venues. And like now they kind of are going along with Trey and learning how to be an even bigger band, which, I mean, it, it's impossible to say what's going to happen after this, but I would assume you're going to at least have like a couple of these arena size shows a year, if not in the Northeast and Colorado, but maybe even elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it reminds me of
2: when, yeah, it reminds me of when Fish toured with Santana and they were kind of doing that too. They were doing a lot of these, like, this is what it's like to be in an arena and this is what it looks like backstage, you know, like learning all of that stuff. I think it's big for the management. I think it's big for the crew. You know, I think there's a lot of people that are learning right now and it's, it's really exciting. And I think Trey really shines in this mentorship role. I mean, he's just super into it. And I think this is one of those moments when he's really able to kind of be that elder statesman that I think he's really like earned that spot, you know? And I think that's so cool for him. And I think of how amazing it would have been if like Jerry was in that role for him. Um, yep. And obviously Jerry wasn't able to do that, but I think, you know, for Trey, I think this is a really great like way to give back. And it's invigorating and inspiring for him too, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. We we can dream of what a, you know, like a, a 1993 JGB fish tour would have looked like. <laughs>
2: Oh my god, I would have been like crying every night.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that that would have been right in my wheelhouse. I would have been there. Right. Sure. Me
2: too, for uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. I mean
1: would have been something.
3: I I and kind of thinking about this, I was gonna go back and try to find some interviews of fish uh when they were doing that Santana tour. Because those those Santana tapes I got when I was very young, even younger than Ryan is now. And wow. uh <laughs> and those were like the, one of the the things that hooked me on Fish. I think I got like a CD actually when they, you know, you could get like those kind of those bootleg CDs with like live recordings on them, and that one really pulled me in. I was like more of a dead fan at that point, and then kind of became an even bigger Fish fan. Um, and I just think about, you know, people just getting pulled into Goose now with all of this tab stuff because they're just hearing all the stuff for the first time, and it's it's so exciting, it's so cool, and yeah. also sad that this is it. This is the last one. Mm-hmm. For now, I, I think Jeff had a pretty cryptic social media post today where he said, yeah. "Last taboo show for now." Yeah. Uh, so, oh, so did
2: we'll he? See that I means. didn't see that. Oh wow, yeah, he's been really—he's he been liking this the Twitter lately and giving out kinds he's of been, hints. And
1: Jeff, Jeff has been <laughs> absolutely a plus on Twitter lately. Just you yeah. know, in terms of just like you know, posting things and responding to other people and dunking on the haters repeatedly. Um It's been. <laughs> It's been great. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, you know, we've talked a lot about this too, where people coming to their first goose show after being into fish, and I'm curious, you know, how you react as a, as a fish fan who may have some sort of prejudice against goose if they open with slow ready. You know, the first thing you get is the auto tune. <laughs> how do <laughs> yeah. how does how does the jaded fish fan react?
2: <laughs> first of all, if you're not into this song, then you don't get life. I mean, this song is so sexy and so awesome and just, just so slow ready. So great right it's like it's so great and I I think for me opening with this is kind of like a badass move to me it says they're like really settled into and they don't have to come out with like I love the big banger opening and I think that they've been doing a great job with that but I think this is a pretty cool like ease into like their sound and what they do best and it is something that Fish could never do I mean this is so different from what Fish does um so I think it's I think it was an awesome move love this version love this song
3: I'm a a huge Slow Ready fan. I I recently, for for this tour, um, El Goose Times, which is a a fan-distributed magazine that they give out at shows, they did a a collab issue with Surrender to the Flow. And thankfully, John Caruso asked me to write an article for it. And I wrote a little piece uh, called Hooked uh, that they, I think, have a recurring thing. And it's like the moment that really pulled you in with Goose. And uh, the funny thing is I... I did not write about some kind of like huge jam. I wrote about Slow Ready when they played at South Farms in Connecticut, which is not too far from where I grew up. And yeah, that, that song is an awesome song. And it has such a, an amazing build in it. And I'm glad that they played it on this tour. It, it kind of seemed like they weren't going to play it. And uh, yeah, it just the, the peak section of that tune really has a way of grabbing you. And I just absolutely love the song. And, I love it as an opener. I don't think it's ever been done as an opener before. I don't think so I I thought
1: that was killer. Yeah, that was killer. It's opened opened second sets um, a a number of times, but I don't think it's ever opened a show. Right.
2: I think it also is really indicative of what Goose does really well, which is like write really great songs that have – Awesome hooks and just choruses that just draw you in and like are almost. I think a lot of their music to me is really hypnotic in a way that's like really infectious. And I think that that this song is a perfect example of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then and then you know we, Peter's been doing this um, a lot this year where he kind of takes out the ending of Slow Ready and will do something cool with the arpeggiator that usually leads into the next song. Whether it's something they jam on for a few minutes, um, but this was cool. He kind of. You know took a 30 seconds or so in the spotlight um, on his own, just kind of playing with the with the arpeggiator on there before Rick you know landed gently in the intro to jive one and you know this song always kills great first set tune, you know great to follow up you know the obviously slow ready with just like a nice rocker, you know Rick and Peter trading licks nicely on the intro. just always a great song. Killer.
2: Yeah, really great. Yeah. It's fun, like, up-tempo, good move to open, mm-hmm. like, to go next. I think yeah. they're really, like, starting to nail these one set. You know, a one-set show is hard, especially if you're a band that likes to play, like, a full two-set show all the time. So I think they're doing a really good job. It's hard yeah. to construct these.
1: And also, it, it ends our jive drought. We have not had either any of the three jive songs played on this tour up to this point. And I think even going back a few shows into uh, the October, like, a fall tour – the last Jive Lee before last night was 15 shows previously, which is an absolutely insane gap for that song. Um, I
2: love this song. Yeah. I love Jive Lee. I, I don't know if I really knew it before I listened to the show from last night. And it's great. Like, I really love the jam that it gets into.
3: Yeah. You know, the funny thing about Lee and, well, Jive 1 and Jive Lee, I, I kind of see those as, like, the emblematic Goose songs. Like, when I first started listening to Goose, those were the ones that I was like, how many of these do they have? <laughs> um, you know jive and like drive three. kind of like sounds a little bit like it too and uh yeah. took me a while but um there's such fun songs and the the lyrics are are so cool i thought for sure they were going to play a jive in connecticut because i think it has like a lot of deep meaning about growing up in connecticut and things like that um which is interesting because i felt for those of you who don't know
1: jive one used to be called wiltonian jive
3: was it actually they, named that at one point in time? Yes, I, and then
1: and then when they then when that. Rick wrote Jive Two, they changed the name from Wiltonian Jive to Jive One.
2: Oh, cool!
3: Right on. Yeah, and the old recording recordings, he would end it and say Wiltonian Jive, um, but I thought it was just like a thing that he said. I didn't realize they actually had it titled that way. That's, yeah, that's fascinating. But you know, and then Jive Lee, which is, you know, if if you really like, kind of jam bands playing funk. Then this is the song that I would use to introduce you to Goose. Oh my God! Um, no wonder they do I like it, it. so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, now I get it. You know, like if you dig '97 Fish, you're gonna love Jive Lee. I hope. Maybe that's not person's yeah, yeah. true, but I, I think you would.
1: Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't describe it as as the the funkiest song. Like maybe just you know, great riff, and you know, there's clav in it a lot. But I think it's just it's a great it's a great jam. It, it starts off in a great place, and it's a very you know, classic jam bandy sounding group. So I, I, I agree with you on on that. Um, and yeah, this one That's was like I'm saying eight jam or nine bands minutes. playing funk, not like funk bands. So, right. It's a whole different thing. Like cow funk. Well, yeah, this was good. It was like eight or nine minutes last night, I think. And, you know, it's it's always, I, I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, it was only eight or nine minutes, but it's eight or nine minutes of just the jam. You know, the, there's no song part to get through before they get to the improv. So this has, The same amount of jamming in it than like a 17 minute arrow does which is you know interesting to look at so it it, but solid jively here for sure and then yeah and then and then we got bob don with uh you know very very excited to see with pop up again you know only only a one bob don gap in between widths so that's pretty exciting uh, Wait,
2: explain what you mean there. Cause yes. I, don't
1: know what so yeah, we, I was just about to of, jump into explaining here. Yes. Yeah. So okay. we, we've kind of du- dubbed it with, which is that, that like ending jam, um, over like the chorus progression where, you know, Peter's on piano, it's more gentle, uh, than the rest of the song. They've only done it, uh, six times to date. Um, and it is awesome. And
2: so it's kind of like the curtain with, that, that's, curtain. that's why
1: we started calling it with, okay. um, but yeah, it's a similar type cool. deal. Bob Don also appeared on the Undecided EP that was, uh, surprise, released yesterday um, under the name Undecided, which is the original name for the song when Rick wrote it when he was like 14.
2: Oh, and so they put it out labeled Undecided?
1: Yes, but they, they did still call it Bob Don on the Nugs release of last night's show, so we can continue to call it Bob Don.
3: That well, I have right. a couple of thoughts about that. So like, yeah. I want to explain Bob Dunn with a little bit more. So Bob Dunn yes. does have a very natural ending when the lyrics end, the song usually ends. Yeah. Then sometimes they will play this very kind of chill outro jam that will last like anywhere between three and five minutes. And it's a really cool little jam. And like, that's all it is. its just It's so simple. It's just like the song ends. And sometimes it ends and you're sad because you really just want that little extra jam. And then sometimes they <laughs> add it on like they did last night. And I, I think the funny thing about Bob with is I think we're the only people who talk about it. This is not like a greater Goose Community thing. <laughs> yeah. um, we just that. talk about it a lot on the pod because Kevin, uh, who's on the pod, really enjoys uh, Bob Don. Bob Don. So so there <laughs> and, you go. But, but and then, not so, with. Guy. Uh, with width. Width, I right? mean, like, yeah, you, if you like Bob Don, you, you got to like the width. You uh, like it with. Okay. But yeah, yeah. And then the other thing about Undecided is I wonder if, was it originally named Undecided? Because Bob Don is actually named after a person. Mm-hmm. So they can't really release a song that's named after a person. So I think maybe that's the reason why they did that.
1: Well, it's also on, on, on the coach's notes um, for the show when they debuted Bob Don... Uh, in early 2020, um, the coach's notes say that it was originally titled "Bob O'John."
3: Bob O'John, which it was on set list as Bob O'John for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's my suspicion. So we'll do some digging. I think, and maybe we'll, we'll follow we, we, up. We do
1: like, have from a from a pretty reliable source that it was originally called Undecided, and that's why it's Undecided on the the EP. But um, yeah, I, I'm curious about the different names and you know why. Yeah,
3: why? So uh, Bob Don is named after the principal at Wilton High School, um, whose name I think is Robert Donaldson, right? Is it Robert Donaldson? Something like that.
1: I, I but, don't know, uh, but I, I know it was about the principal. <laughs> yeah, how lucky is principles. this
2: guy to be like, you know, immortalized in a, in a Goose song?
3: Yeah, it, it's funny because there's a lot of Wilton folks on the, the Goose Facebook group. And whenever this topic comes up, they talk about how much... They dislike the
1: guy, <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing.
2: That's, That's really funny.
1: Yeah. Well, after Bob Don, uh, we get Factory Fiction, which was completely caught, caught me off guard. You know, only a three-show gap since the last one in Mohegan, the shortest gap in the song's history. Um, the other, the, the second shortest, now being the eleven-show gap in between Louisville and Philly earlier this year. But really, really surprised to hear this one pop up again so soon. Um, But, you know, above average jam on it, I think. Really, really good dissonant uh, stuff.
2: I really like this song, too. It's really cool. I mean, I didn't know it until I heard them play it at Mohegan, and I really like it. I think it's cool, too, that they're playing stuff that they, like, played with Trey, but then without Al. You know, I think it's cool that they're kind of, like, mixing that up so that you can kind of hear it, but it sounds like without Trey, too
3: yeah I would love to hear why they played it again so soon, yeah, which is really interesting. I wonder if it has something to do with coach just having a baby and you know maybe it's like some kind of nod to coach but yeah, it's surprising that they played it so soon the The funny thing about factory fiction is when you when you think about it in in the whole entire goose catalog, it's not like. I don't know. It's not like the Grateful Dead busting out Saint Stephen when they play it, you know. Like it's it, it's, but people really do get excited about it, and I, I I just I don't know. I guess I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Um, because it in in the grand scheme of things, I think you know, Arcadia is a better song. So I, I don't understand why yeah, I like mean, folks get Arcadia so is an thrilled about song.
2: it. But what, well, what yeah. is the average? Like how often is it played? Really? I mean, so, sometimes things be, like people like things just because they're more rare, even if yeah
1: you know it's, like it's now been played um 12 times in the band's history five of them being in 2022 so okay. it, it it used to be like it, it was a it was a much bigger deal bust out like you know when they when they busted it out at um during bingo tour in 2020 they hadn't played it in fr- in front of an audience since june of 2018 so like you know 2 years like 250 shows or something um or more than that but you know they played it at Coach's wedding uh, in the fall of 2019. It's a song that he loves a lot. Um, and then you know it got three plays in 2021, um, and it's kind of you know become like a spec like a special occasion song. Like you know you can kind of be like okay, like maybe they'll play it at this show. Um, you know they played it um, at the the close the second night at the Mission Ballroom last fall, which was like kind of a special occasion, like ending of their fall tour you know, sold out two nights at the, you know, 5,000 capacity mission, which was a big deal for them. Um, You know, they played it in Louisville in February where like that's right near. um, But Kentucky has always been like a big goose thing and like Covington specifically. And so that was pretty close. And so big deal for them. And then Philly in March um, when, you know, it was the end of this absolutely incredible winter tour. So it's interesting to see it pop up again so soon. And I, I I would be very interested to know why. I mean, it
2: maybe seems like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like one of those songs like Glide or Mound. Like, for me, it's not like I love those songs, but they're special. And so when you hear them, you're like, people go crazy because it's like, you don't hear them that often, right? So, yeah. But yeah, maybe it's going right. to start entering more of a regular rotation. Yeah, maybe they were I mean, it inspired.
3: could be. We've been s- We've been talking about that for a while now, which like all of a sudden it's like not so much of a rarity. There are some other songs that are far more rare now. Turkish Hills. Well, yeah, not that song. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Turkish uh, Hills, Megan, is
1: a a song that Peter wrote um, about an ex-girlfriend that was played a few times and not in a few years. And it's not going to get played. So (laughs)
2: now it's a it's a a running
1: it's a a running joke.
3: It's a running joke, and it's a really bad song. I mean, it yeah. is not a good song. Oh, it's no. not. Yeah. I love Goose, okay. and I will fluff <laughs> everything that they do. I will never, never fluff that song. It's, it's not good. <laughs> That's it is amazing. Not a good Big song. money bust out. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, right.
3: Someday, you know, like in year 20, maybe they play it again, and everybody has a laugh, but I don't think it's coming anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Well, then we, then we get Trey on stage uh, for the, the Mod of Anastasio not of Anastasio, yeah. um, this is the
2: first one that he's coined that, by,
1: right? coined by, uh, Noah Ray, uh, before this tour or during this tour, but it, you know, it's been his Twitter name, uh, for a while. Unfortunate, uh, for Noah that they played it in between the two shows that he was seeing. Um, but <laughs> it always happens you know, that way. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great name. Uh, it ended up as the title of, uh, my jam based recap today. So shout out to Noah for the great, uh, A great nickname for this. And wow, what a jam.
2: Yeah, this was awesome. This was like one of those things when I was listening to it, doing something else, and then stopped and was like, okay, wait a minute. I really want to listen to this. Like, what is happening right now? This is really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great jam.
3: I mean, this is the one I've been waiting for. I've been saying this since probably second episode that we recorded. This is the one that's gonna be an absolute heater. I don't yeah. I mean, it met my expectations, I guess. I was maybe hoping for a little bit more like fireworks, but I mean, absolutely killer jam. I think it's, it was like that one goose song that I I thought Trey could absolutely destroy. I look forward to maybe Trey having another opportunity to play the song, but you know, the funny thing about this jam was like Trey was so excited to play it. I mean, before they even got into the lyrics, when they were in the intro, Trey's just like absolutely ripping it up. And then, (laughs) then Rick starts to sing and then like, he just like abruptly stops like, Oh, (laughs) <laughs>
1: like <sorry. laughs> Like, oh yeah, right. the yeah.
2: <laughs> can we just so jam good. right now <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> That's awesome. yeah yeah you know i i think he sounded so natural on this you know taking the solo r- uh, right before the jam like he just sounded amazing and yeah he and rick obviously are so comfortable on stage and playing guitar with one another at this point it, they just killed killed it throughout this jam i i really love you know goose does this frequently, but bringing Trey along for the ride when they kind of deconstruct the jam and then come around for a huge build right before the ending. Um, that was just it was great to hear, but I, I really enjoyed all 20 minutes of this Modavan.
2: Yeah, it's been great. What do you think that Trey's played like the best with them? Like, what do you think has sounded the best? What song
1: in terms of song or jam? Mm-hmm.
2: I guess either one. Well,
1: How mm-hmm. about both, Ryan? Give us both. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, well, I mean, orders, but you go first.
1: My favorite jam of the tour so far with Trey is still the all I need from Portland. You know, the, the yeah. first thing that he played with Goose, still the best, in my opinion, um, has yet to be topped. I would love for them to top it tonight. That would be they very exciting. <laughs> um, but I don't I don't know. It's. It's tough. I, I don't know if I could just based on a, on a song, I don't know if uh, I could pick. I mean, I really loved how he sounded on Factory Fiction in Mohegan.
2: I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Neil?
1: So I agree
3: with Ryan. Uh, the, the best jam so far has been all I need in Maine. I mean, that was just crazy. I was there, so I'm, you know, might suffer from attendance bias on that one, but me, me too. <laughs> it was, well,
2: I it. <laughs> no, um, I, I think I heard it. I wasn't there and I thought it was amazing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, they, they were doing, I mean, we talked about this maybe a couple episodes ago, but, I, I, there's two aspects of what can happen in a Trey sit-in. You can just have like a guitar dog fight, or you can have just true improvisation because these guys are all really good at, I mean, Trey is, is the master, right? He's the, the, you know, the best living jam band guitarist around, uh, indisputably. Right. Yeah. And the things yeah. he can do creatively are, are just so vast. Right. And so, so yeah, like sure he can shred, And so can Rick, you know, but they can also really dive into jams. And I think that's what happened last night a little bit and in Maine as well. So like, if I'm thinking about my two favorites, it's probably Maine first and then last night second. And I think there was an element of this jam, this Matavan jam that was, it did have a little bit of that dogfight guitar stuff. And it was really, really good. And, but it also did have a little exploration on like Madavon and I think that Is also awesome so Yeah I mean it makes you wonder what they're Going to do tonight and then I guess One of my favorite things they've done on this tour Wasn't even with Trey it was with The the horns Yeah the fish. when they did
2: insane. Fish in the
3: Sea yeah. Um, yeah I really really Enjoyed that so like I put that up there with some of My favorite moments also at that show so I might Be kind of a little bit biased but um, <laughs> I'm totally biased about that, was that show
2: too like,
3: Yeah so good So much fun. Yeah, it
2: was so good. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that I am really curious about uh, wanting to hear them do more improv with with Trey because I'm definitely still trying to like understand what kind of jams Goose does. You know, you know, it's like when you listen to a lot of Fish, you kind of have a lot of the structures and the formulas and the kind of I don't know. You know what to expect a little bit more, and so you can stay kind of in it more. And so with Goose, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like. So it's been cool to listen to them. And I know it's a little unfair because I've been listening so much to this this run and it's only for sets, you know? And I think that that's mm-hmm. a little bit trickier when you're also then playing with guests and, like, it's not their true – you know, it's not going to be their true improv style at all. But, um, yeah, it's been really – I feel like so many of those moments have been amazing. I think the that emotional moment when Trey does that, like, guitar – riff and hunger sight is kind of like yeah. maybe because it's like when i saw them at radio city it was just like one of those musical moments i'll like never forget that i can still get like chills when i think about it and so even hearing him do that the other night i don't remember where it was but it was just that is just so incredible like that is just one of those moments that's like just such a it'll be seared into my mind forever you know it's just one of those like unforgettable like things to hear him riff that it's incredible
3: yeah when i you know when i'm like Eighty years old and somebody asked me about 2022 i won't just respond in words i will just hum those four or five notes that's great place yeah everybody hears it i mean it's like almost like a jingle like it just gets yeah. in your head and you just can't get it out it's bananas it's
2: so good to hear him do that it's like yeah. oh it's so good i was like walking my outside. yeah exactly but i was walking outside and listening to that the other day and i was like it's just like bliss it just fills your whole body with bliss yeah. you know really good good stuff yeah.
1: Well, yeah. And so a- after Modavan, they bring out Russ, uh, you know, to take over Jeb's uh, drum kit. I-, I like how Jeff just came, you know, stood next to Trevor, had his mic, got a cowbell tambourine going. Um, but yeah, Animal, um, you know, very solid version. Love the contributions from Trey. Um, but I-, I was a little bit disappointed that we weren't going to get a 12 you know, a- a piece Animal. Or a I know you've been wanting to, that. You've to been close wanting show, that, but
2: that would have been great. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they've got something else planned. That's going to be pretty insane tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, I'm hoping that tonight, you know, I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, speculating about tonight. But I'm hoping that tonight ends up being a little bit longer than the other shows. I'm sure they're not going to want to stop playing um, as much as we don't want them to stop playing. But I, I think it's going to be special either way, like every show has been.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, didn't Goose already put something out that said they're going to leave it all out there tonight? So
1: I think they did on,
2: the, on their Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always yeah. it's always a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: now- yeah, and, and Jeff has alluded to that on on his Twitter as well. But mm-hmm. on the, the note of the, the the twelve piece animal that you were talking about before, my hope is that tonight that Trey Band does play a Goose song. Like, yeah. That's the one yeah. thing I want. I mean, they did a Billy song, like yeah. I mean, yeah. or they can just do like Rick and and Trey on acoustic guitars doing like I mean, who knows? Like anything, it doesn't matter. I don't care what it is, but
2: Jackero um, or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Jackero would be sick. I know. I, mean, I, I, I am. I am like the the president of the Rick singing Jerry songs fan club. Oh so,
2: my god! I mean, it's mean, nothing
3: is
1: better. Yeah. Same. So when good. they did that uh, at Radio. Ship CD, of Ship of Fools. Okay. So here we go. So they, they play the show, you know, nice and long sit ins, whatever. They start out the encore with Otrey Below. I, I think it would be great. Rick, Peter, Jeff, and Trey on a, on, on acoustics, you know? Like wow. A,
2: that would, I was
1: that would trying be, to follow that. I was like,
2: okay, oh, Rick, but okay, I got it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Otrey um, Below. But okay. let, let's talk about this tab set from last night. Um, yeah, I was, you know, a little bit blown away by it last night. Trey definitely seemed from the jump, you know, more more down to jam uh, with Tab last night. Things felt more adventurous. You know, a little bit longer. Like you know, previously this tour we haven't really seen things go over ten minutes very much with Tab. Last night there were a bunch uh, that were in the ten to twelve range, but they're they're packing a lot in there. Um, I want to give last night's MVP award to uh, Ray Patchkowski um, because oh, he's amazing. Some of the, some of the textures that he's doing and the way he plays off Trey when they get into a jam is phenomenal. Um, and also. Um, shout out and all the love to Ciro. Um, you know, I hope he's okay. I hope he's back at the show tonight. Um, Trey mentioned before the beginning of the set, um, that he had a health, um, emergency, um, and had to miss the show last night. So there was, you know, there was a a big dimension missing to tab last night, you know, with his contributions and, you know, we didn't get, uh, Trevor, Ben and Jeff on percussion for the encore as well. I assume because of that. Um, but let's talk about the set, you know, a uh, couple songs that we hadn't seen yet. This tour never needed you like this before opener. Great, Great call. opener.
2: Always a good opener. Mm-hmm. Always a good opener. Yeah. Didn't go very far, but I, I think that definitely the set in general, like you were saying, Ryan, more interested in jamming. I think that Trey maybe has been hearing some of the haters saying that they're like bored with tab, you know, just playing like incredible music and want to hear some jams. So uh, they went for it. Yeah, is great. <laughs> I mean, this is just a solid set, high energy the whole time. Um, it's cool to see how he's fitting in these new, you know, the Mercy songs and and the other and the Lonely Trip songs into his sets. I think he's doing a really great job with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, after Never Needed You Like This before, Blazon and Wolfman's both getting that kind of slightly extended jam treatment, you know, great interplay between uh, Trey and Ray on both of these, getting into like a quieter groovy zone and you know as always the backbone of tab you've got the rhythm section of russ and desron um just killing it mm.
3: yeah i mean you know the funny thing is and this is kind of like piggybacking on what megan was saying is like I, I think a lot of people are starting to say like i've had enough tab um but like i'm like starting to enjoy tab more and more the more i listen to them even yes, though there's like a lot yes. of repeats there's like a ton <laughs> of repeats and like Historically, I've never been a tab guy. I mean, I've been seeing fish for a very, very long time, and I've I've always been reluctant to really get into tab. And but now, after this tour and this show in particular, this one, and I, I think Mohegan um, stand apart from the rest of the tour as very, very, very good uh, sets. And yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting more hooked as as we go. It's it's uh I mean last night was very very good.
2: Yeah, and I think Tab isn't the kind of band that you would. Go on like tab tour. You wouldn't see like 10 tab shows, you know, in a row. You know what I mean? They're just not gonna be as varied as like a fish or sounds like goose either. So it's it's hard to compare that. You know, yeah. they have a smaller catalog, they have, they do a different thing. So I think that like that is why people are are talking like this too. But I'm glad to hear it. I think they I agree. I think this set and the set from Mohegan are the best. And I also just think, I mean, I love Tab. I love to go see them. And I think that they are really like stretching some of the stuff out. The whole second. Like, the last half of um, this set, too, is, like, fantastic. I mean, yeah. 46 Days is, like, so good. Oh, first, though, Blazing Down the Twisted Wire. What did you guys think about that?
1: I, I like this song. Hadn't heard it um, before this tour. I think, I think it's a good song. Um, you know, nothing crazy about it. I think um, I, I will take Hey Stranger and Roll Like a River uh, in terms of Mercy songs um, yeah. over this one. But can't complain. Yeah, I love I Neil. You look like you have an opinion.
3: No, I was just gonna say, like, I am super not familiar with the song. So, like,
1: last night might have been the second time I heard it after I like listened to Mercy once when it came out.
3: Yeah, then, yeah, so.
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and then and then Sand, which is you know always great. Um, mm-hmm. Shine, I love. Uh, great song. Highlights, you know, tab and the the backing vocals, and they're always having fun when they play it. Very upbeat.
2: Shine sounds amazing with Tab. It's it's so beautiful. I was happy to hear it at Mohegan and really happy to hear it again last night. Mm.
1: And then 46 Days, um, yeah, as you mentioned, Megan, this absolutely ripped. Uh, another mm-hmm. one, just like, you know, the About to Runs uh, that we've seen this tour, you know, the horns left the stage, just left, you know, that that classic Tab sound uh, with drums, bass, keys, and tray. Um, and, you know, just amazing. Th- this is really when the the interplay between Trey and Ray started to stick out to me just you know the way that you know not only that Trey plays off them but that like Ray kind of sets up things for Trey to just you know shred like it 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 was it was amazing I listened back to it this morning and just blown away it feels a lot longer than 10 minutes
2: it really does there's a lot of like nice effect pedals it really gets out there and there's really really (laughs) great peaks at the end definitely worth a listen
3: yeah, I, I listened to this while I was walking the dog today again, and I listened to this twice uh, because I really enjoyed it. I was going to, you know, kind of just focus on the, the debut stuff after.
1: Uh, but this was just so good that it was just, yeah, it was worth a second listen. Mm-hmm. And then and then we kick off uh, the sit ins bring Rick and Peter out. Um, it was funny. He he brought Peter out and I think Rick was having an issue backstage or something like so he he didn't come on right at the same time as peter um and so i was like oh it's just peter coming out and then and and then rick uh came out which we mentioned briefly earlier but rick um had a new amp going last night um for those of you familiar with the classic uh early 90s tray mesa boogie into a wooden cabinet uh sound that's what uh rick was using last night which was really interesting you know sounded more gritty than his tone normally does um and so i'm, I'm curious if it was a one-time thing if it's going to show up tomorrow if it's still you know his amp come Goosemas in december um but you know it, it definitely added a different dimension to his sound and a different you know as, as i mentioned like a, a grittiness to it
2: it's really cool i also love how trey said that this tour has been magical before they started playing together, very cute. Yes, I think and there might be some tears backstage tonight
1: mm-hmm. after well, the show. Yeah, they would have had the Modovon tears last night, but
2: yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, <they would> <laughs> so. hey,
3: something something tells me that this is not the end, right? Like we t- we talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. I think Jeff mm-hmm. left a pretty strong hint. I think Ryan, when you and I ran into like a couple of folks from the Goose Crew. They were like saying like, we could do this every year. like, yeah, this like is awesome. you know,
2: I, I wonder if they're and, going to do it like uh, next year at this time. That would be amazing.
3: I, I mean, it'd be nice. Although I don't like know. I love, run-in.
2: I know. I mean, I love fall fish tour. So like, I'd have to be a little sad if we didn't have a fall fish tour again, but maybe they would do, I really love the tab, like new year, like in like January, February, that's when like. I think they always do like, great shows then. That's when they mm-hmm. recorded that album, you know, the Burn It Down album which is so great. And I think that like that would be an awesome time of year because like Fish is never playing then. Like that'd be great. I would love that.
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that too. Like when when this is happening Fish isn't playing. So like I can see how some people would say like I'd rather this doesn't happen because I want Fish to play. I think both can happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, well,
2: I mean, probably what not at mean, the same Ryan? time. Or not not by. at the same
1: time, but yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. You yeah. have a fish tour and a tab tour. Like, you know, last fall he had a, he had a, you know, two week tab tour at the end of September mm-hmm. and then had a fish tour in October. Like it can be done. And um, that
2: fish tour was fire. So like, oh, yeah. maybe this is, this is a good lead up to that. Yeah. Big
1: fall 2021 guy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this Mr. Completely from last night, you know, second one that they've done as a collaboration, this tour, absolutely amazing pick. Once again, highlighted this to me was this duel that happened between Trey and Natalie uh, during her solo. That was amazing. Them trading licks, um, Peter and Ray having another cute, you know, double keyboardist moment uh, in there, but overall amazing. Yeah. And, and Rick and Trey all over it. Yeah, the Go one ahead, thing I'll, I'll say about <laughs> this one. Yeah,
3: I wasn't sure if you were gonna say something I was trying to do. I explicit. know,
2: you're being but, very um,
3: respectful. Um so the there was quite a bit of Peter in this, and I was really excited by that because I think this whole entire tour, it's kind of been the the Rick and Trey show. And mm-hmm. Peter's awesome. Like I, I love Peter's playing so much, and there yeah, he he kind of stood out to me in this jam last night. So I really enjoyed that. And I also and uh, like, yeah, so RJ was saying this yesterday that everybody on stage is so overly nice to each other that they're like trying to give each other space so that like sometimes like the jams just don't work out because they're just like trying not to step on each other's toes. And we've seen that with Ray and Peter where Ray's encouraging Peter to play more like, mm-hmm. dude, like, come on, just like go. And I think last night, specifically in this jam, Peter was just like, I'm just going to go. And I'm gonna do my thing, and a rip. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's so great. Yeah, I. This is not one of my favorite songs, but I think this. I think they've been just playing the hell out of it on this tour. I think it's been sounding really great. There's just something about it that just is weird to me. But
1: interesting. Yeah, I, I like it. After this, um, we get the the plasma. Finally, you know,
2: yes, been the waiting. The pod for delivers this.
1: once again. Thank you yes. uh, to our speculation. Um, obviously, you know that probably wasn't the reason they played it, but you know, we, we I mean, can, we can say fine. it was, um, but really, I really love the way that they kind of ease into this song uh, with tab, you know, with fish, it's usually Trey starting up the riff. Uh, but last mm-hmm. night it was just, you know, Russ and Desron just kind of just like ooze into it um, as and everyone else just kind of is doing stuff. I really love the way, you know, when, when Ray switches to that like distorted organ sound, um, if, if people don't notice he's a bunch of, he has, I think, two or three Fender amps in his rig, uh, one for the clab, one for the organ, and I think one for the the Wurlitzer as well. Um, and so he I th- he's got a button where he can reroute the organ from being just straight Leslie regular organ sound to coming through the guitar amp as well, which is what gives it that um, you know distorted sound. And I love when he uses that. You know, really great for this spacey jam.
2: Yeah, I loved this jam. This is, like, one of my favorite jams that I feel like they've done in the collaboration so far. Like, the descending chords and, like, even them, like, the background vocals singing that descending. Like, that sounded so awesome. I just, I thought this was really, like, rich and effortless sounding in a way that a lot of the jams haven't sounded to me. So I really like this Plasma Jam.
3: This is awesome. This this might be one of my favorite (laughs) things they've done together. Yeah, me too. um, I've been waiting for them to just kind of let loose and just do something weird. And this is, this was it. It's, you know, I, I think Rick did a really good job of just peppering notes in with what Trey was doing. And the result was, was pretty awesome. It wasn't like the, the twin lead thing. This was just like two guys like making really awesome music. And yeah, I enjoyed this whole entire song. It was, it was pretty Pretty awesome and I can't wait to listen to this one again I think this is probably out of like all the tab collaborations this is one that I'm going to probably listen to first before like the rest of them um, thought it was so cool it was just unique it was very different than all the things that they've done so far in my I, agree. Yeah, I agree
2: yeah and I, and I also feel like it gets like the two guitar dueling thing just to me gets a little like one note so it's really cool and like yeah I just want to hear them like go off and just like go down those dark alleys you know
1: totally this is like
3: the the stuff i've been waiting for
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so i'm I'm hoping we get that tonight you know longer you know and yeah trey's using his synth pedals like you know rick's doing cool atmospheric stuff so it was it was great um and then you know trey was not done uh you know i I don't know if they were they were planning on doing wave of hope in the encore maybe but it seemed he was just kind of like all right we're doing another tune and it could have been planned but it it seemed like the kind of thing where trey was just like fuck it we're doing another song um and wave of hope was great you know more amazing guitar playing just amazing energy
2: yeah i like this song as a closer Mm -hmm. it's it's a really great closer because it's like ends has such a great like you know refrain that kind of like gets everybody like feeling those like awesome good vibes i thought this was a great version too i think the energy in the tab sets has been overlooked um i think the energy has just been incredible
3: yeah, I, I thought this was was also really cool. This is one that I've noticed a lot of people have been talking about on you know in fish circles. Folks wanted to see the 20 minute version of this. And I think it eventually did come yeah. along, right? It did. Yeah. Repeatably. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 It's Hartford. a Jan vehicle. So, were
3: sure. you not at the Hartford show? I
1: was at the Hartford show. There was a 24 uh, minute wave of hope at that show. Oh yeah, that's right. I was there. Uh how
3: about oh,
2: that? Neil, how could you not remember <laughs> that off the top of your head?
3: Um like, uh, I, I saw three shows this summer, but I also saw a lot of goose this summer, so it all kind of, like, melts together. I'm totally
2: joking, because I can't, but that's why we have Ryan, so it's fine. Yeah,
3: that's, that is why we have Ryan. <laughs> well, like, especially with, with, with Fish, it's just like, you know, I still love seeing them, and I love seeing them a ton, but I still see, like, a ton more goose. And then this summer, I saw, like, a bunch more music, and, like, it's all a blur. Like Other seemed,
1: bands? Like, Excuse yeah, you. I mean,
3: like, saw a bunch of Eggy this Excuse year, which, like, what is, I'm also, what are, what like, in love bands? with Eggy. Someday we'll have an Eggy podcast.: um,
2: Yeah, people are and, so into Eggy. It's so exciting.
3: Uh, I like I Instagram. wasn't. Yeah, it, until I went to see them live and I was like, "Holy shit, these guys are really, really good and so yeah so I've seen them you can still see them
2: in pretty small rooms too like it was funny when we were doing our hf pod lab events in atlantic city um my friend was like we were at the venue early getting ready and my friend was grabbing lunch for us like at this restaurant nearby and bringing it back and she's like there's a really good band playing here at this like restaurant I was like oh really and then she texted me like five minutes later it's actually eggy like they're actually they're really (laughs) good and they're just like here playing at this restaurant it was like so funny but yeah so it's kind of an exciting time I think to see them
1: Nice, and they—they yeah. are—they're the ones that have Goose's old uh, touring van, right? Oh, is that true? I've oh, no way. I think I think it was Eggy. I think I think it was Eggy that had it. It was it was another one of you know people in the community. I think it may have been Eggy. That's so. I mean, they're, great. they're definitely
3: all friends. I, yeah. I mean, I, I went to see Ben's...
1: Ben. Ben has Ben has uh, worn an Eggy shirt on stage many times.
3: Yeah. So I went to go see um, Ben's band elephant proof play in um in black rock in connecticut and all the Eggie guys were just there watching the show uh which was interesting and well of course like in all of the less special guys too there's the whole like scene there that like they're all you know they all been hanging out together for a really long
1: time mm-hmm. well let, let's let's get back on track here and all right, sure. all right tangent, about last tangent night's tangent show over love a good tangent uh quantity yes finally very very so happy to hear this last night i love this song it sounded great with rick and peter um you know i am hoping we get the uh never left home tonight um oh you know, yeah nice extended version of that would be amazing both kind of similar vibes um but yeah quantity's awesome
2: yeah pretty rare really cool tune super interesting i love that they busted that out it's so fun
3: so this is, I think we should talk about how the pod gets results because this, this is the second song yeah. from last night that, yes, the pod gets results. The Thanks, second Ryan. song from last night that we we talked about yesterday and they played. It's just so weird how that goes down. I mean, um, you
2: know, Trey listens to the pod. You know yeah,
3: he does. Yeah, I mean, we were joking about that yesterday, too. And I, I think Jonathan actually made a joke in the moment when we were talking about Plasma. He was like, oh, yeah, Trey listens to the show. <laughs> and and then they go ahead and play it, and this is like the fourth or fifth or sixth time we've talked about something that we wanted to see, and then the very next day it shows up. You know, I'm, I'm sure I mean, it's, it's all almost a coincidence. like
2: we've like listened to this band a lot and have an idea of what they might play. I don't know, Maybe. It's kind well, of. Weird.
3: There's that part. <laughs> there's that part as
1: well.
2: listens. That's like the more likely version.
1: Yeah, I, I think right. so too. I think so too. Uh, and then money, love, and change to close out the show. Um, I feel like it's a it's an atypical spot for this song, but I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it here. And I I love this song. This is one of my first Tab songs that I really loved when I saw them almost 10 years ago. Um, and yeah, just great song, great way to close out the show.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard this as a closer or an encore either, but really fun, super high energy, just like showing off what tab does best.
1: That's pretty cool. And and that's 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 last night, you know. We got we got one more one more show left. Uh, you know. Megan, are you, are you watching the webcast tonight? or?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll either watch tonight or I'll listen back tomorrow. It's, you know, TBD. Got to see where the day mm. takes me. But um, yeah. I'm sad this is over. I'm excited to be on the pod tomorrow and talk to you guys. I'm sad that this collaboration is ending soon. But, you know, this has been so fun getting to it talk to been. you guys and, and getting to learn so much about Goose. I mean, I have listened to Goose every day you know, through this whole run and that's never happened before. So that's been really fun. Like, I feel like I've learned so much about Goose and um, have so much more to learn, but, mm-hmm. but it's been awesome.
1: Yeah. And yeah. And tomorrow we're going to have a great group uh, of hosts on. I think we're there are going to be a lot of us. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but for any of you, always almost there fans out there. For any of you, always almost there fans out there. The elusive Kev is slated to be making an appearance on tomorrow's pod. Um, so sure, get please. excited for that. Um, we are very excited because we miss potting with Kev and we love potting with Kev. Um, well, thank you everybody for Wait, listening. wait, I just want to connect with yes. hey, one more
3: thing before you wrap yes. up. Like I also want to express my gratitude for, for being on this podcast and this collaboration. Um, it's nice to work with some consummate professionals after working with Ryan for so long. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, this so has been like incredible. so amazing, so much fun. Um, and so grateful to, you know, HF pod to, you know, have us on as collaborators, and so grateful to the the guys in the great beyond. And actually, got to see those guys a bunch early on in this tour. So this whole thing has been such a blast. It's uh, been amazing. You know, music aside, really just doing has. this whole thing it has been so much fun. So, so thank you. Uh, yeah. It's been great.
2: Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. This has been so awesome. I'm so glad we got to do it, and hopefully they'll do it again, and we'll get to do this again.
1: Hundred percent. I I would I would love to do that. I think wh- whether there's another Taboo's tour or not, I think you know. We will need to pod together again at some point because this is just yeah. fun. Yeah,
2: and I think if they have another taboo tour, we need to do a live event, all of
1: us. Ooh, really? I, I I think so. We we can like you know call it a business trip and exactly. charge it to an imaginary business that has yeah. you know, all the yeah, stuff storm all sound is going to the show. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> big mushroom money with all the mushroom <laughs> money. Yeah, exactly.
2: Awesome.
1: All right. Well, we'll be back here tomorrow. Same time, uh, same place. Uh, come join us uh, as we talk about the final show, of the tour, uh, which will be very bittersweet for us. Looking forward to tonight. Um, you know, Neil and I and hopefully Megan, if you're webcasting tonight, we will be tweeting during the show, as always. Uh, come hang out on Twitter, as I said yesterday, while, you know, while it's still there. While well, it's um, still can. <laughs> But, yes, uh, everybody have a fantastic rest of your Saturday, and we will see you tomorrow.
3: Osiris.
1: Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Epping Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective, the only podcast you crank up to 11. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road.